Welcome to the Happy Mouth Podcast, your delicious daily news fix for the hospitality community. We will be offering a craveable menu of headlines, food for thought, and much, much more. These are the bite-sized news stories you need to know, and they'll drop every morning, Monday through Friday. Hello, world, and welcome back to the Happy Mouth Podcast, your delicious daily news fix for the hospitality community. Today is May the 13th, Thirsty Thursday. Hi, Naisha. Hey, Phil. I'm glad we're both here. What the heck are we going to talk about today? We can wrap our conversation around around a, a beautiful subject, actually, a lovely couple that is out of Wisconsin. And they have an amazing vegan fast food joint in the heart of America's Dairyland. With the best name I think I've ever heard. It's like one of the best restaurant names ever for that type of cuisine. I love it. Same. Uh, when I first heard the title, I was thinking it was not. I asked myself, what sort of plant-based <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> establishment are we running here, guys? Duality to that name. It could mean a few different things. 100%. So we'll be sharing a bit about their story. Philip and I will also be talking about plant-based dining and its emerging accessibility. Um, should we pay some bills here? Yeah, let's do it. Having trouble staffing up? You're not alone. Our industry is facing an unprecedented labor shortage, and tech will play a central role in solving this problem. Yelp Kiosk was built in 2018 for restaurants who couldn't afford to pay a dedicated host. In 2021, Yelp Kiosk is supporting restaurants that want to do more with less. By adding Kiosk, your host is no longer trapped behind the host stand enabling them to assist in all front of house operations. Learn about how kiosks can help your restaurant at restaurants.yelp.com slash kiosk. So a bit of background um, on this concept. One of the founders, Ariel Hawthorne, uh, was diagnosed, unfortunately, with lymphoma in 2016. Wow. She and her husband, Brandon, began researching health, diet, wellness, just all the things to sort of improve that situation for her. And they soon learn the impact of consuming meat and maybe some of the neg hmm. negative impacts of uh, consuming meat, uh, as well as some of the potential negative effects on the environment that the beef industry and cattle industry and um, animal proteins in general can create. Yeah, looming, looming conversation that's been happening for a while now. So Ariel actually decided to go vegetarian in an effort to heal herself and while she was going through chemotherapy and her radiation treatments. She said that she was vegetarian for 10 months and that she dropped 15 pounds. What? Yes, 15 pounds in 10 months. That's considerable. That's huge. Is that standard when someone switches to vegan? I've never gone vegan before, but is I, I would imagine that there's some weight loss. Yeah, I mean, I think it's about the food choices because, I mean, when I went vegan in 2019 for about nine months, I lost almost 22 pounds. Wow. Yeah, I think it was really about the food choices. You know, I wasn't going and having so many cheeseburgers. Maybe I would have braised chickpeas <laughs> for dinner, you know? So I think just better fats in general. So had sure. some, you know, something to do with it. But yeah, you know, I have to say, you know, today I, I try to lean into a plant-based diet. I definitely still enjoy meat. My big thing is like, really is like where it's coming from. You know, that's my only big thing because... You know, we all know that a lot of the her the hormones and parasites that live in meat end up in our colon and disrupt our microbiome, and it's not good stuff. 
Yeah, the more I dig into health and wellness, you know, gut health is everything. And if you don't have a healthy gut and you're not feeding it good bacterias and it's off in any way chemically, it can really impact the balance of everything else in your body. So you really got to take care of that gut. I've focused a ton on it myself in the last three months and I've seen a lot of changes just in body composition, energy levels, you just look great. overall appearance. Thank you, Naisha. <laughs> I work out sometimes twice a day. Try to stay on top of it. And you drink billion dollar meals. And I do too. So I'm not mad at it. Yeah, you do now. Um, (laughs) We're going to start doing this. I love the I love that shake. Yes. So, you know, Ariel actually said the same thing. She said uh, also with the 15 pound shed, uh, she said her energy was higher. Her skin was clearer and everything about her mental health improved. And she actually went vegan all the way. So that said, she started substituting meat with plant-based options Hmm. in these comfort foods and started figuring out, you know, she had this itch that needed to be scratched and uh, she wanted to do it in a more healthy way and started to come up with these recipes that were plant-based but still satiated that need for some comfort food. Hmm. And um, I think she did it. Yeah. I mean, I'd imagine you're using a lot of plant-based milks, you know, nutritional yeast or carrots or peppers in your sort of cheese bases or nacho sauces, um, if you're making that. I mean, but the world of plant-based alternatives is so vast now. Before, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, this stuff didn't exist. If you were vegetarian or plant-based, you were eating vegetables. Yes, kind of had to because there wasn't many options. I mean, in the last five years, it's kind of exploded and there's many more, particularly on the plant-based meat side whatever we're calling impossible or beyond meat these days, whatever, if it's fake or not, but just plant-based alternatives just didn't exist to the degree that they do now. There's so many more options. You know, as we talk about this a little bit more, it's, it's interesting to see the trends in the United States. And most surveys, if you look at them, that I've looked at anyway, place a pretty small percentage of the population as vegans. Somewhere between 2 and 6% of the U.S. population reports themselves as vegans. In major cities, particularly on the West Coast, I think there's a slightly higher density Makes sense. Of, uh, of vegans. Although we did a bunch of research on this, and most of it kind of situated on the number 3% nationally as the 3 out of 100 people in the United States would be vegan. But we also dug into the, the numbers a little bit more, and there was a study released very recently by Forbes And they outlined their top cities for being a vegan and vegetarian. And I think as much as the nation probably thinks that there's a high, high density on the West Coast, this actually says differently. So it's a pretty interesting selection. I'll I'll go over the top 15 and you let me know what you think. Coming in at 15, Atlanta, Georgia. That's unexpected. At Hotlanta. Hotlanta. I wouldn't think of that top of mind. That's very surprising. Neither, Neither would I. Irving, Texas, in at 14. That's also a surprising one. You wouldn't, you wouldn't see too many from Texas here, but there's actually two in the top 15. Um, you can probably guess the other one. Austin, most likely. Yes. Progressive. We'll get there. San Diego comes in at 13. Not surprising. Tampa, Florida. Good old Tampa. Yeah, but kind of a surprise at 12. I wouldn't think Florida would be a hotbed of veganism, but apparently it is. Coming in at uh, number 12. Uh, Lexington, Kentucky, another shocker. Interesting. At eleven, Kentucky is a beautiful state, but not known I for Kentucky. Not known for veganism, uh, as far as I know. Austin, Texas, at ten. So you were right on that one, uh, but I thought Austin would be higher. If he really had yeah. to place it, I would have put Austin like in the top three. Hundred percent. Right. Oakland, California, at nine. 
Not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Bay Area in general. Alice Waters. Yes, exactly. How about this one? Fort Wayne, Indiana coming in at eight. Huh. That's a shocker. A lot of my best friends are from Indiana. I've got two amazing friends from Indiana. Indiana brings breeds great people. Midwest. They're solid, solid folks. So nice. This one's mind-boggling. Boise, Idaho. Hmm. Vegans. Very vegan-friendly city. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't expect that one. Is it because of all the potatoes? It's that considered (laughs) plant-based? Probably. That's that's a good point. I mean, there's a ton of potatoes there. Uh, I don't know. It this this survey was a a look at accessibility to vegan restaurants, the cost of a basket of goods that was vegan uh, in comparison to a non-vegan basket of goods. So they kind of wrapped in a few factors to to do this ranking system. But yeah, Boise at seven, Miami, Florida at six. Not a huge shocker, but again, Florida doesn't really seem like. You know, there's a there's a lot of Cuban influence there, just a lot of Latino influence, and that's not necessarily to me anyway a hotbed of veganism. But it came in on came in at six, and then we're round at the top five here. Seattle at five, not surprising. Definitely not. No, uh, Orlando, Florida. Oh my gosh, I used to live in Orlando. at four. Disney World. Uh, Been there a hundred times. Disney World, everything. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Miami, so we used to go to Orlando. We had. Like as kids, seasons passes to Disney World, so wow. we go every weekend. When Did I was you a go kid. to Cocoa Beach? Went to all of them. We spent so much time in Orlando; it wasn't funny. Like I, <laughs> I've been to Disney World a hundred times. It's yeah, it's ingrained in my brain forever. San Francisco, California, in three. No wow, sh- no shocker there. Zero shocker. Yeah, and then our good old LA at two, Woo-hoo. and Portland, Oregon. I'm not surprised. No, that top three is very, yeah. very predictable. Yeah. But there's a lot of shockers in that top 15. I didn't expect yeah, Boise, definitely. Fort Wayne, Orlando, man, Irving, Texas, Lexington. Irving. So it just kind of goes to show you that there's, you know, there's a stigma out there about where vegans are and the yeah. friendliness to that lifestyle. And it might not be accurate 100% of the time. Yeah. Obviously, we think about California and having it be such a beautiful produce state. It's, it makes sense. But when you think about sort of, now I won't say flyover states, but like Midwest, it's like you just think beef and potatoes for some reason, you sure. know? But so fascinating and so great to have a new restaurant in Cudahy. Cudahy, Wisconsin. Hop it. They didn't make the top 15. But they, they're maybe, on a mission. Maybe next year. Yeah. Maybe next year with uh, the the new concept. Can I say the name? We're we're there. Okay. It's, Ready. It's time. The start of twisted plants. What a name! Yes. Twisted plants. Twisted plants is the name of this beautiful vegan junk food inspired restaurant. What an amazing name! Solid. Whoever came up with that really nailed it. Right. Between Ariel's research and Brandon's experience operating a food cart. Uh, the couple decided to start Twisted Plants, a food truck that brings you burgers, mozzarella sticks, barbecue loaded fries, and it's all vegan. This was in 2019, right before the pandemic, when they opened. So the Twisted Plants business grew faster than the couple could ever expect. Love to see it. Amazing. Soon they had connected with the local community and found a surprisingly strong interest in their vegan foods. Such as their still smoking burger, which is topped with mushrooms, onions, and cheese. Or, which sounds even better, 
They're loaded barbecue jackfruit fries. Yum. Yes. Covered with a spicy queso. Vegan. I mean, I have to say, there's someone is doing some really beautiful work on their marketing. The burger's called Still Smoking. <laughs> Come on. I know. <laughs> Twisted plants. Yeah. I see what you try to do here. No, there's a duality <laughs> to all of these. Love it. So I, I couldn't find out much more in my research, but they did they convert into a brick and mortar, Naisha? Based off of the experience from the food truck, they opened a brick and mortar in May of 2020. Wow. Right during the, the pandemic. I presume it's been a success because they've been getting a ton of press. The most amazing part of this story is that Ariel also recently found out that she is now cancer free. So good. Yes. And a lot of it would likely have to do with some of these choices that have been made in her lifestyle the last couple of years. So it's phenomenal. I really, really like this concept. It's another amazing feel-good story here on The Happy Mouth. You know, Tim Ferriss always says it. It's like, scratch your own itch. Mm. And if there's something that is out there that you want to solve a problem for because it will impact you in a positive way, then chase that and go make that happen. And the reality is, if it's a niche for you, it's probably a niche for a bunch of other people. And seemingly so with this brand, um, they found a pretty big, wide audience in a seemingly uh, non-traditional vegan market, Cudahy, Wisconsin. There you go. Setting the trends. And that's all for today's Bite Size News. You can find us at happymouthpodcast.com, restaurants.yelp.com slash happymouth, or on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for dining with us, and we hope to see you next time. Have a nice day. See ya. See ya.